0: The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you will find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at RomansChapter5 at Comcast.net. Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode 50, A Matter of Faith, Part 4. Critic, faith is irrational. I accept nothing on faith. The Christian Atheist, you, like every other human being, live by faith, as there is no other way to live. We have certainty about nothing, which leaves only faith. There is only one word in Greek for faith and belief, pistis. They are one and the same. Critic. I don't need certainty. I doubt that it does or can exist. Nothing in science or logic expects or promises certainty. Comment. The critic is wrong here about logic. Deductive logic, by definition, does claim certainty for its conclusions. The definition of validity is that if the premises are true, then the conclusion must be true admittedly. This is a formal certainty. And in terms of content, all valid arguments depend upon basic assumptions that we accept as true. That is, all grasping after truth depends upon faith, taking foundations as given, as evident. This point, however, is the same one I made to the critic about the nature of formal systems like geometry, which he uncritically rejected. Complex human understanding is built on axioms taken on faith, not faith as the critic defines it, but rather as it has always been defined, deciding to stand on something evident, but unproven, unprovable. Science, practicing inductive logic, does not deal in certainties, but probabilities, exactly as the critic points out here. Even probability depends upon basic rational assumptions, however, and belief is not compelled by probability or evidence. Belief results when we decide to buy in to the claim that the probability and evidence points to a particular solution. End comment. Critic. Frankly, I don't care if the Greeks define faith and belief as the same. I do not. Furthermore, Language changes and becomes more refined and exacting with time. Comment We do not have the right to define terms subjectively according to our own needs and desires. This is the lunacy we are dealing with in today's world, as a direct consequence of the dominance of Hegelian thinking. Language is an intersubjective construct, a social but mostly objective reality to which As individuals, we must subjectively conform ourselves, not the other way around, whether we like it or not. How words are used presently, and how they have been used historically, must be the primary determinant in any honest definition. This is basic deference to empirical reality, upon which all scientific inquiry depends. I do not deny that usage, and thus definition, changes over time. But this process is evolutionary, slow. It is a subject of serious ongoing debate whether language improves or declines, becomes more or less complex. And by extension, the claim that language becomes, quote, more refined and exacting with time is decidedly up in the air. End comment. Critic. The truth is what the facts are. If you have no facts, you have no truth. I will accept anything for which you can demonstrate facts or evidence. However, I will dismiss as opinion any claims made without evidence. Comment. This claim requires a full episode by itself. As what the critic is saying is correct, of course. Though to say, quote, I will accept anything for which you can demonstrate facts or evidence is definitional of a credulous or naive person one who will believe anything, a charge he would like to pin on theists rather than on himself. To be fair, he would very appropriately respond that the facts or evidence provided must be credible, or verified, or some other value term that means it is good or true facts and evidence. But this is precisely where his hidden assumptions undermine his stated position, he is assuming the facts and evidence are not in dispute, that they are settled and certain, unproblematic. This is almost never the case. What does the evidence point to? What counts as evidence? Who determines the facts? What the facts mean, and even their status as facts, is always more complex and uncertain Than our critic believes. This is almost always the case with those who buy into the hidden certainty of scientism, rather than the skeptical buy in, properly called faith or belief, required to do science. Like so much ideology in today's world, The Hegelian mindset encourages us to hide from ourselves those things we don't want to face in our theoretical understanding, those things that stand in the way of our desire for a more settled, more certain world. This critic claims, and seriously wants to believe, that he systematically denies certainty without recognizing the profound certainty upon which his entire view is built to deny faith while exercising it as fully as religious believers. As usual in these cases, we must acknowledge that this problem of unwarranted certainty is as prevalent among theists as it is elsewhere. Faith walks a very fine line. It must never forget itself as faith, as acceptance, as decision, as the willingness to act in the face of uncertainty. End comment. The Christian Atheist I am not trying to convince you of anything, critic. That is out of my power. Only you can do that. I seek to reason with you, with that divine spark of rationality that dwells within you. It is the power of your own rational nature to which I appeal. Tricking someone with rhetoric or intellectual games is utterly repugnant to me. I don't mind being wrong so much as I hate being deceptive or deceived. Let's try a different approach. You prefer a more compact and pointed style, you've told me. If you're game, then, let's try some Socratic questioning, sticking to the fundamental point. Your position depends upon your distinction between faith and belief. If faith and belief are fundamentally different, and defined as you define them, your position stands. If they are fundamentally the same, it and your definitions fall. You define faith as, quote, acceptance without evidence, and belief as, quote, acceptance with evidence. Okay, let's run with that. Other than faith in God... What other examples of this sort of faith can you give me? Regrettably, our discussion ends here. The critic never responded to my question. I was quite disappointed, as it was an adventure to which I looked forward, knowing neither the course nor the outcome. Let's take a few moments, having explored the notion of faith over these last four episodes of The Christian Atheist, to process our journey. First, I must say that I feel as though my understanding of this issue and my responses to the critic in this exchange leave me disappointed. It felt as though we hit a wall that I could not break through. Such walls, I am convinced, mean something. And until I can grasp that meaning, I will remain unsettled. The frustration, I think, can be best understood when after I made the case that faith lies at the basis of all human rational endeavor, the critic said, Wrong. Belief in the scientific method does not involve faith. There is no buy-in. Belief in the supernatural requires faith because there is no evidence to draw from. The scientific method is not about belief, but evidence, testing, and confirmation. When the critic refuses to engage my argument, simply reasserting the position I systematically took apart, making no attempt to answer the critique, I feel helpless. I respect his opposition enough to carefully engage him as a fellow reasoner, and he refuses to reason in return, simply holding to his belief, while denying that it is a belief that it is uncertain, subject to skeptical critique. It is like those arguments we all had as children. One of us claims that there is a lake in the middle of the park, and the other denies it. When we both stand on the edge of the lake, the denier refuses to concede the point, claiming that someone must have just put it here. I don't really know how to respond to this refusal of reason. What disappoints me, I suppose, leaves me with a feeling of impotence and failure, is the fact of the critic's freedom of choice. My argument, and any evidence we might bring, cannot compel belief. It is this very freedom of belief or choice that God depends on. Come now, and let us reason together, says the Lord. And that Jesus laments over, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Freedom to will makes us unique, co-creators with God, but it also opens the door to unbelief and substitutions. That we can turn to God means that we can turn away from Him. God is evident to theists, a starting point for inquiry. But what is evident is not necessarily certain, as the meaning to what is evident isn't unambiguous. It is evident, for instance, that the sun travels across the daytime sky. But what this means changes as we understand more clearly to what that evidence points The rational mind, then, is properly skeptical of the meaning of what is evident, uncertain. Faith is the determination to move forward, or to act on that which is evident, despite its uncertainty. In this way, we more clearly articulate the meaning of the evident, that is, we find evidence for or against a meaning of what is evident. When atheists pretend that they want evidence for God, they are putting believers into the impossible situation that Thrasymachus put Socrates, when he responded, You're a clever fellow, Thrasymachus. You knew very well that if you ask someone how much twelve is, and, as you ask, you warn him by saying, Don't tell me, man, that twelve is twice six, or three times four, or six times two, or four times three for I won't accept such nonsense. Then you'll see clearly, I think, that no one could answer a question framed like that. Evidence for black holes only came about after we postulated the possible existence of black holes. Now, I don't mean that the evidence, that is, the reality showing itself, wasn't there all along. But the question of what the evidence was evidence of was unclear. What this proves is that the indexicality, or intentionality, of the evidence is a matter of human choice. Not, admittedly, arbitrary choice, as it is severely constrained by the nature of what is evident, but chosen nonetheless, which is exactly the picture of faith that I am trying to paint Faith is the choice of the meaning constrained by that which is evident. The clearest definition for faith that I can give at this point is that faith is the determination to move forward or to act in the face of uncertainty. Certainty is the ideal of knowledge, of faith, but it must not be short-circuited here on earth. Certainty is the asymptote we approach through faith. I am a Christian, with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.